I'm Kelsey. And I'm Jordan. Welcome to The Say More Show, a safe space where you will walk away feeling inspired, empowered, and curious. This is a show where we have real, raw, honest conversations to help you deepen your relationships, own your life, and create magic in the mundane. Every Thursday, join me and Jordan Nolan, life coaches, entrepreneurs, partners, adventure junkies, and avid freedom seekers. If you're tired of not speaking your truth, ready to explore your internal world and reconnect to your best self, we've got you. We are here to remind you that your words, your existence, and your life matter. So, what what are you you not saying? Welcome back to your favorite show on the block, The Same More Show. We're excited to be back. I have my new head thing on. If you haven't seen on Instagram, I'm quite obsessed. Um, it helps with my sinus headaches and all the other headaches. So I'm going to take that off so I don't look like a crazy fool. But we're excited to dive in. <laughs> because they can see you. Uh, I feel funny. You were looking at me funny like. So I was like, shoot. We're back. We're back. And you've got your hot tea. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Time for a little pulse check check. All right. Checkity check. What did you do? Say me, me, be more the last few weeks. This is the first episode of 2023. So, um, whenever you listen to this, just kind of tune into yourself. Take the time to pause. Yeah. So what are you trying to tell me? (laughs) I don't understand your sign language right now. Um, okay. So I, what did I do? The last few weeks, I feel like I've been such a blur because the holidays, we haven't been on here in a minute. Um, okay. I'm going to go back to like Christmas time, New Year's time. I think that I said more a lot this last, I feel like I always say that, but, um, this last few weeks, truly, I, you know, needed to set some boundaries or just name like what my energy levels were, what I had energy for. And I really just took inventory on like where I was at and named it to the people around me and this is the first year that I felt like really really heard and understood too even like by my family I think they looked at me like they used to look at me I think like I was crazy when I would say like I just wanted alone time or whatever because they're not used to me being like more introverted I guess and I've started to come into that way 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 more and Mm -hmm. like owning it and I really like named that to them like there was like only certain amount of events or like get-togethers I could handle um, and still show up the way that I wanted to. So that's how I said more. Yeah. And that allowed you to be more of who you really are and just to be in general. Right. That's kind of the purpose I think of it too, is like, I felt like I could fully live and be more present and enjoyable because I named my needs and then I got to show up how I truly desired. Love that. I'm proud of you. all right what did I do say more be more or do more I feel do you know what I did we usually talk about this before um hello have you looked at my diamond on my hand (laughs) in case you guys didn't know this is also and we're going to talk about a few things this is going to be a proposal story (laughs) the second (laughs) proposal story yes um so I guess I did more or said more uh all of it I think I did all of it um yeah I think I really just kind of owned how I felt I just felt like I was in a productive role um in a sense like I did my work. I balanced a lot of things without maybe having as much like worry or fear or planning. And I also just really trusted the plan. Like our proposal for me proposing to Jordan, essentially, um, 
it, we change our mind so much. So I really like went with the flow and allowed myself to change my mind and also still balance like work and being around family so much and like all the aspects. But I feel like I showed up in all of the ways exactly how I wanted to. You truly did. And for those that like don't know, it's kind of funny. We were supposed to actually go to Chicago for New Year's and I'm not kidding. I think we changed like four to six flights <laughs> in the last few weeks um, by choice, not due to weather. Yeah. And yeah, you had to be so flexible. I feel like with how you proposed, which still blows my mind, which is why I didn't think it was going to happen at first. So, so there you go. Well, I love this for us. What, what's the title? What are we diving into today? You said a little bit of proposal story. That's right. definitely going to be a huge piece. Part two. What else? I think diving into, and I'm sure a lot of people can resonate just in general right now, but like certain attachments to, or like things having certain meanings. So for example, like when we got engaged and we'll back up and like tell the the full story of how that all happened. But um, I think there were just a lot of like attachments and meanings that I even like had assigned to that. And I'm sure there's a lot of attachments people place on certain topics in yeah. their life. Like everything almost has an attachment a or a meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And so getting curious around what those attachments and meanings are and whether they get a shift or not. And I'm happy to say like we shifted quite a bit. I, I think as like humans, honestly, the last few weeks you and I have shifted quite tremendously so yeah jamming on attachments so naming that like even thinking about for yourself like what attachments or how does attaching a meaning or like what stories let me back up let's say this what stories do you have around certain things like maybe for us we change our mind a lot so you may even change your mind a lot and you've heard that that is bad or that's wrong or you're so indecisive and if we have that meaning attached to us changing our minds sometimes in the moments when we want to change our mind maybe you would pause and be like no I can't change my mind because then then somebody's going to think that I'm x or then that means that I'm going to be y feelings are going to get hurt yeah so like for us we changed our flight last minute from Chicago to San Diego for New Year's and if I was attached to even like um, like change, like change is bad or change is hard. And that was my meaning to those things. I would have probably made that choice in that moment way more challenging. And we always say one thing that's really great about our relationship is how easy we make things. And I think that's because we're not attached to the outcome or we're not attached to, we said we're going to do it. So we have to do it. Mm -hmm. With certain things, of course, I think that that's great to have self-integrity. Um, but with bigger things, I think that's really neat about how we've changed that. And if I wasn't fluid in that, and if you weren't fluid in that, we wouldn't have gone to San Diego and the master beautiful proposal wouldn't have happened. Yeah, truly. I think it gives us the sense of like freedom and ourselves and in our relationships that I once didn't even have, you know, like I'm sure there are meanings that you still have like attached to things, but I don't know. I just, I love that we can change our mind and there's no like that this is wrong or we can't do this or this is hard. And it's really liberating that so much gets to change in our life and mm -hmm. there's no like pressure on the outcome. And there's so like, we can barely control anything in this world, right? It's like, yeah, you what can, can we? So focusing more on like what you can control and less on the outcome has really changed my life and our relationship drastically, I think. Yeah. Well, you want to dive in? Yeah, take it <laughs> take it away to the big day. Actually, like how start from the beginning on like first of all, I was very impressed yeah. by like the ring and how she freaking hit it and the whole 
process that went into this. Yeah. So last episode was all about how Jordan proposed to me. And obviously both of us being women, typically there's only one proposal. So we totally went and did our own rules with this. And again, we didn't attach meaning or whatever, like any attachment to how this is supposed to look. We really just created it in our own way. And so we've always planned that Jordan would be the first one to give me that experience. And I always knew that it would be at least within like 45 days of when she did that. That was always kind of 45 days. That's very specific. Yeah. I didn't want it like more than two months to go by. (laughs) So, um, basically quickly after she proposed, I finally like ordered the ring and made it happen. And I knew that I wanted to do it on the last day of the new year. I didn't want to go into 2023. Um, just, I don't know, not that it was feeling in balance, but I wanted it to feel, um, I I don't know. That was just the thing that I wanted. I wanted to feel really connected and I wanted that to be something that we did together in 2022. Yeah. And I'll also name that I, I could have never predicted this, which is why it's nice that we are so fluid and, and change gets to happen and we communicate it to each other because I had no idea. Yes, there was this high after I proposed to you and it was beautiful and I loved it. I'm so glad I got to give you that experience like first. And we weren't going to have a proposal for me. She actually asked me if I wanted one and I said, no, that doesn't make sense. Just give me a vacation. Classic. (laughs) So, um, where was I just going with that? That you were probably surprised. Yes. And also there was like grief around you not having a ring. Yes. That's exactly where I was going with it is I, I didn't realize that I would actually have some grief that I didn't have a ring. Like it felt like, like I wasn't fully engaged. Like she was engaged, but I fully wasn't. And that was like a weird experience for me to navigate because I didn't know that I would, that I would feel that way. So I'm grateful that she had already planned that she was going to propose to me because I didn't know that that was going to actually happen. Yeah. I also, this is a side tangent, but now that we're, we're going to go in a lot of different directions, but it's all going to be the same. But even going back to, we're talking about meanings and attachments that I used to think that if you're engaged or if you're married right before I met Jordan, this was my belief that (laughs) they don't work out. It doesn't work out usually. Um, my other story was like, it's, it's never as good as it seems or marriage or engaging like an engagement is hard. Um, and so if I wouldn't have done my own like unlearning of those patterns, I don't think that I would have able, really been able to be ready to Mm -hmm. have this moment. And so just think in your life, like where are you almost like you say sometimes like cock blocking yourself, um, to have the (laughs) thing that you want. I can't believe I actually said that. I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, to have the thing that you really want. We don't realize what stories or what means we have. Um, because if you would have told Kelsey three years ago, um, she would have been like, hell no, I'm not getting married. Like I, I, what's the point of that? And so, yeah. And I, I truly, I, you know, we both kind of had not the same stories, obviously, like I had believed in marriage, but I didn't know if I would ever want to get married again. And I had this story that like people are manipulative or that like you act a certain way to like get the prize, to get the human being, like to get engaged. And then after that, everything shifts and they change once you're married and like you're, you're trapped kind of. So I had this story that like essentially you're going to get trapped and that everything like changes and isn't as good and as fun anymore. And I really want to dive into, we'll go back to the proposal story and fully tell it, but what are some ways that helped you and like the unlearning of these stories and these attachments that you had that like, for me, breathwork helped me tremendously 
undo a lot of these stories and lean into like leading with love instead of fear all the time. So what helped you with some of these like patterns and like stories that you have had and maybe still have? Yeah. Um, a couple of things I would say, number one. So we dive into like when you do our retreats or work with us one-on-one, I do a lot of parts work. And I think that's been a huge help. And another meaning for that, if you've never heard of that is called inner child, um, healing essentially. So I did a lot of healing on that end. And what that basically does is you go back to a younger version of yourself to where that belief really started. So I grew up in a house, my fam- my parents were divorced. Um, and as a kid, I think I almost saw things on how things were. Like my mom was divorced, she got divorced again. Like there's no nothing wrong with that. But I think I assigned meaning to that somehow of like, man, does this ever work out? Or what does that mean? And I had to go back to that younger version of myself and really see and create my own stories and my own beliefs around certain things, even in society. I think that there's like a blanket statement that marriage is hard or divorce rates are a lot higher. Maybe in high school, you had a lot of friends that their family was divorced and you even saw that and you're like, does that work? And so going back to the younger versions of myself and really starting to create my own stories versus like seeing life from my six-year-old lens anymore and and reparenting and coming back to my 28-year-old self of, okay, what is the story that I have around marriage or what is the story I have around relationships that I get to create, not society, not my family, not anything else. Um, And that's, I think, the biggest piece. Why are you giggling and smiling? I'm just glad that you changed the story when we met because honestly, when I met Kelsey at first, I was, I was very like, against mm. this. I was like, she's way too like woo woo and spiritual for me. Like, I don't know if this is going to work, but we'll like try. And I was really into her and she, you quickly, quickly shifted. I will say like yeah. your stories. I think she did a lot of parts I work did. at the beginning of our, um, at the beginning of our relationship really, because we wouldn't have worked. We both had to truthfully, yeah. we would have never worked if we See, didn't the other part too is in relationships like I always and ask yourself this like what mask are you wearing and in relationships I always wore the independent mask any time in my life truthfully not even just in relationships and that I, I learned that was a piece that I had to really understand who I am beyond my mask who I am beyond the people pleaser who I am beyond the independent one that wouldn't let anybody in or that would let everybody in and let everybody walk all over me. Um, so it's coming back to like, who do I really want to be in this relationship? Cause I knew you meant a lot to me, but I didn't exactly know like what, to what extent. And I was willing to look at that. Um, and that definitely challenged me. Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I love this. I think it, it's wild. If you even pause for a moment and go back to pick an age, it, literally any age and start thinking about whether It's your religion or how you view marriage or how you view kids. And then just start to like run with how you view that or maybe what you grew up in. And it's wild how that shapes our story today as adults. If we never go back and try to relearn or reparent ourselves, essentially, Mm -hmm. um, that is one of the coolest tools I feel like I learned meeting you and in the process of my healing journey was this deep work. Yeah. Where were we on the proposal? Um, okay, so back, <laughs> back to, okay, you... Oh, yeah, I got the gonna, ring, you, yes. You ordered so I the knew, ring. Yep, I knew it was going to be New Year's, and so we always had planned to go to her family's um, house for Christmas, and that we were going to be leaving on the 31st to go to Chicago. 
And I knew I wasn't going to do it in Ohio and that's where her family lives. And that was always like a thing. I just didn't like, that wasn't the place. Um, but I knew that number one, if you know me, you're going to learn a lot about me right now. I lose. I had two rules though. One rule was I didn't think she was going to propose. I thought she was just going to kind of like casually give me a ring or like a vacation with a ring. I'm not sure. But I was like, one, no Ohio. It's definitely not happening in Ohio. And two, don't ever do it at a restaurant. <laughs> those are trauma. Fast <laughs> traumas. Those were my only stipulations. Yeah, not, not many rules. So I could follow that. So, um, yes, I. so I was thinking, I was like, okay, I know that I can't, get the ring and travel with it from Texas to Ohio because I lose everything. And two, Jordan basically packs for us. And I think we talked about that last time. So I knew that like, I didn't have a place for it and like, I don't have big pockets. I just, I knew I couldn't figure it out. So I shipped the ring to her mom's house and it was like operation get the ring. Cause it got lost and she had to go to the post office and everything like that. So she finally got the ring. She put it in her closet And we finally got there. And mind you, there were so many like Southwest changes on flights and everything with the snow, the big snowstorm. So I was like, God, please get us to Ohio so I can at least get this ring. Cause Jordan, like if we would have, if we, I think if that flight would have canceled from Texas to Ohio, you would have been like, screw it. I'm just going to San Diego. Is that why you were so set? I remember being on the couch and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If we can't go to Ohio because the weather sucks, we're literally just going to San Diego yeah, for two weeks instead truly. of one. I was like, please get us to Ohio. She's like, no, 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 we're going to Ohio. And I'm like, since when do you want to go to Ohio so bad? Like, I wanted to see my family and everything, but like, you yeah, were really sad. I was, I was, there was a few things. I was like, please, no, don't change your mind here. Don't change your mind here. So we finally got there. We got to Ohio um, the first day. So in the middle of all this, we did plan to go to Chicago and I was going to do it on a, like a sky rise in one of those like igloos or go down to the beach. But I knew it was really windy. Like I asked a couple of people, I asked Ash Fox proposals what to do. I forgot to tell you that. Are you serious? Yeah. But she was like, (laughs) oh my God, there's, I wish I was going to be there. Anyways, it's so windy there that it would have been freezing. So I, I am not a planner. So I also didn't really have a plan back up, we changed Chicago and I was like, no big deal. Like that was what I was going to plan, but I literally, I think we were in the car and I was just like, so I know we're supposed to go to Chicago, but for some reason I keep thinking about like San Diego. And it was like two weeks of me planning a Chicago proposal. Yeah. And she just sprung it on me like, Oh, I think we should change and go to San Diego. And I paused and I was just like, yes, great. Let's just change it and do it. And I knew I could figure out San Diego because I've been there. I know our spots. Totally. I think and part it was of easy. me too was like not testing the water. No, you probably but were. But like, cause I didn't think she was going to actually like full on like propose. I, I genuinely thought she would like roll over and bed or something one morning and like for breakfast and like put have a ring and be like, oh, by the way, we're going to Bali <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Put it in my waffle. But then when she was like so chill about all the plans changing, I was like, damn, she really doesn't have anything planned. And I remember being so sad. Sad, sad girl. Yeah. I think I did play it off pretty well of like, I think I'm pretty good with the flow with some things. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it did. It worked out perfect. So we got to, yeah, back to Ohio. We have the ring. It's in the closet. I go upstairs and I I go in her mom's closet and I look at it and I was like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Amazing. It's so perfect. It worked out amazing. So it was there. And then as, as I was thinking about what to do in San Diego, I was like, okay, I, I, I don't even know how this plan came about or where this idea came from, but I knew that I wanted to, so she kept asking, what are we going to do on new year's when we got there? And I, I was like, I just kept 
because I had a huge plan. I had the whole day planned out and she didn't know, but we were both on the same page. I was like getting a pulse every time she'd say something like, what do you want to do? Well, I want to go to Parakeet. And then I want to go, and I was like, let's go to our, like, spot that we met. I want to see the sea lions. I want to see the sea lions. Yeah, like, everything is just kind of, like, all of our favorite things. So I knew that we were going to do basically everything on the plan. And so I wanted to, I love writing, like, letters and notes and stuff like that. So I wanted her to have a full day of, like, suspense, if you will. Mm -hmm. So right when we got on the plane to go to San Diego, I gave her a note it was like a little poem, and I don't even know the title of it, Adventure or something. It was so cute. I was literally reading a book about love and, like, embodying, like, being this, like, walking, basically, love beam. And I was, like, telling her about it. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cute. I, like, want to be this. And then you gave me that note, like, two seconds later, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so sweet. Yeah, and it was really, like, nonchalant. I was like, oh, I wrote you this. Yeah, you were really vague, so I was like, part of me was like, is she is this what I think it is? Or like, yes, you did build suspense all day. I kept thinking like maybe something was coming, but I wasn't sure. And I didn't want to get my hopes up or have like expectations. Proud of you. <laughs> Letting go of the attachment to it all. Cause you may have been disappointed. Yeah. I was like, I have to roll with this because we're going to be in San Diego for almost a week. So if I let this one night be ruined, if she doesn't <laughs> propose, I'm like, that would be ridiculous. So I kept having to remind myself like nothing had any meaning essentially. Yeah. And just, like, love the moment and be very present in the moment. And so that's what I kept reminding myself, like, the entire day is just be here now. Mm, I love that. Yeah. You did that really, really well. Aw, thank yeah. you. Well, we got on. The other thing is when we were packing, so I had to get the ring and all the letters in a bag. And me and Jordan, like, don't, like, we kind of, like, share a bag when we travel sometimes. So I had no idea what I was going to do with the ring. I was messaging my good friend and she was like, put it in your pants. And I'm like, aren't they going to like take it out in security? I was Megan literally was like, put it in your pants. I was oh like, I God. can't. So I, I told Jordan that I wanted to go to Barnes and Noble cause I needed like a stuffer. And so I went to Barnes and Noble. Mind you, this was a 30 minute car ride. And I'm like, <laughs> I was so adamant about Barnes and she Noble. She was so adamant. I'm like, what is happening right now? Why are we going on a 30 minute drive? Like, in I need Ohio? a book. I need a book. Yes. So I got a book and a bag and I put the ring in the bag and like folded it up and put it in the back of our other bag. So it worked out just fine. And I had no plan. I had no idea how I was going to get the ring to San Diego, but it I happened. I still can't believe. So she gave me love notes like throughout the day, like at little random perfect moments that she had already yeah. like planned. So in my head, again, I'm just reminding myself. Like, like at the hotel. Yes. The I, breakfast spot. Where we met at the beach. Every spot we stopped at, I had a little love note in my pocket. So again, there was tons of suspense, but again, <laughs> trying not to like have all this meaning and attachment to everything she was doing. I'm like, okay, just, just be like, oh, this is so sweet. So I kept reminding myself, she's just being really sweet because I love love notes and I was salty that she didn't write me a note on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so this made up for it. But I give you mad props for actually the way that she got the ring to where she proposed. I am still mind blown. I'm very like, I don't know, aware and like nosy. I don't know how she kept Very me nosy. On, on the left side of her or the right side of her the entire day so that I didn't touch her pocket because this ring box and the ring are massive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I put, I had to put on my like, again, I had no idea how I was going to get the ring to the other place, but I have this like big puffy jacket and I put 
that in yeah my left pocket and we always like hold hands or she puts her hands in my pocket and she always walks on my right or my left side and so I put it in my right side I didn't know I was like and then that every time visual. she was like always wanting to like come on my right side I would like grab her and like move her to the left and she would never notice so no. we did a bike ride with the ring in my pocket we did a taxi ride yeah and we finally I said oh we were going to come back to the hotel after a full day of like basically giving love notes out to all of our favorite spots we were going to come back to the hotel and just like have a chill time before dinner and she go to the goes, hot tub. She's like, no, actually, we're going to leave right now. Just wear something that could get wet or that's like adventurous. And I'm like, what in the hell are we doing? So I like start guessing all these places. Yeah. And I usually don't plan like surprises like that. Like I include her or we plan it together. I'm never like, hey, I'm taking you somewhere. Um, so we got, I ordered the Uber, we got in it. I even messaged him on the Uber app and I said, don't say where we're going when we get in the car. This you is did? a surprise. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So was, I didn't want him to be like, are you going to Coronado? Anyways. So we went to this hotel that we first spent like Christmas at when we kind of first met. Or, we like we around had only Christmas. been dating for two months. So one year ago in December, I was like, this was the first place when we were in Coronado Beach, like at the hotel there and we were outside by the water, I remember looking at Kelsey and just feeling so smitten. And I think I even told her like, wow, I could really picture being like engaged to you here someday. Yeah. And so she being as clever and cute as she is brought us back to that exact spot. Now, as we're walking in up here, all I can think is this would be such a dick move if she just <laughs> brought me here to like reminisce and then I'm not getting a ring today. <laughs> Princess status. <laughs> well, I'm like, why would you ever walk me down memory lane and then it not like it was just too cute to be yeah, true. Yeah. So we walked like through the hotel or like outside of the hotel and I saw, so I booked ice skating for like sunset by the beach because that was a plan we were going to have in Chicago and obviously that didn't happen. So they have ice skating in San Diego and I booked that and we already had tickets. And so we were walking up there and she was like, oh my God, there's ice skating. And I was like, I know, how cute. And then she was, I let her basically lead the whole way. Like I knew I had a plan, but I was like, I didn't want her to know fully just yet. And so she was kind of like wandering. We walked by ice skating and then she was like, are we going to go right now? And I said, I don't know what I said. I was like, no, not yet. Like come with me. Well, so I thought she maybe had planned because I have always walked by these and thought they were so cute, which is probably why I proposed to her with a picnic because, one, we do them all the time, but we would always see, like, these bougie little beach picnic setups all the time, and so I, in my head, I was thinking, oh, maybe she's taking us to, like, one of those spots or something, and she's just being cute, and I'm like, that'll be sweet. I still need to remain calm if she doesn't actually propose, but that's where my, like, head was going, and you kind of just guided us out to the water, and yeah. I just remember looking around everywhere, like, am I being punked? What's happening? You did. You kept looking around and, like, yeah, wandering your eyes, and I think you took your shoes off, or I was, like, I was getting nervous at this point, and I think I, like, looked down, and I took my shoes off, and then basically from there, we both like took our shoes off and it was kind of a blur moment, but I like pulled you towards me and had you facing me and I just started like talking. She's talking, but then she started crying. And, and I, I don't even crying. remember what she actually said I was just saying like a year. I started yeah. crying. Basically like this is the spot where you first like felt that this could actually happen and I wanted to take you back here and recreate that story and have like this moment for you and make sure that we walked through 2022 um completely committed to each other yeah so so sweet I was so excited and then when she showed me the ring 
I never in a million years expected it to be as big and as beautiful as it is. You really blew me away there. <laughs> um, so I was super, super excited. And even now, like every day, I feel like such a weirdo. I keep looking at my hand like every five seconds. You do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> You she make fun it. of me. We'll be at like dinner and I'm like, Ooh, she like looks name? down. I'm like, do you like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really cute. But I think the biggest thing is like, we were less attached to the meaning of really anything. So it's like, if we were so attached to things, like if you were attached to it happening and it didn't or something like that, or like even at the first note that I gave you or whatever, have you, it would have stopped us and stopped you from really having that beautiful day. And if I would have been attached to how I thought relationships were, how I thought this should look or that should look or what people would think or the meaning um, that it all has, it would have taken us out of the moment as well. And I think that's a beautiful part of life is when you get to live with non-attachment. Right. It's like you can have these hopes and dreams, but be flexible in how it happens yeah. because if we get so attached to, to one thing and one meeting and one outcome, um, it just kind of sets you up for disappointment. And this allows, like you said, allows me and us to be more in the moment, which I love. And I'll also name the last few weeks have not been easy. Like I, for one, like when we first got engaged in November and I had proposed to Kels, Um, we navigated a lot of changes, like figuring out where we were going to live and what that was going to look like. And we just went on this roller coaster of emotions and that could have easily derailed us and our relationship because I was like, man, like we just got engaged and I feel like we're navigating all these hard things. Mm -hmm. Um, and so really letting go of that, like being engaged or being married or, or whatever you're being single, whatever it is, like letting go of how you're supposed to feel, so that you can enjoy that moment and roll with whatever life what is. is like presenting you really. Yeah. I love how you said that. Like what's supposed like, cause that robs you of having the experience that you're having. Like I'm supposed to be motivated cause it's the new year. I'm supposed to be so happy because I'm engaged now. I'm supposed to have my life figured out because I'm 30. I'm supposed to have kids at this point. I'm supposed to have a better body cause I've been working out for 365 days. Like whatever it is, it's robbing you from exactly where you are. Right. It kind of steals your joy, if you will. So allowing myself to completely fall apart when we were at her parents' house (laughs) in Texas, like she literally, I think, had to like make me dinner that night and decide I was such a mess. And being okay with that, I can fall apart, be happy that I'm engaged, be happy with all these things, and also be sad about all the decisions and all the change that was happening in our like life with where we were living in. Yeah. I don't know, just everything. So it was nice getting to navigate that together and know that we don't have to feel a certain way. At certain times, at certain milestones, at certain things in our life. Yeah. Right. I love that. So good. Anything else? You feel complete? I feel very My complete. My little fiance. I think we answered all of the questions we were asked to in this. The only one oh, we didn't. Oh, I, I wanted to answer that one. Yes, there was only one that we didn't answer, which was, do we use our life coaching tools on each other? And I love this question. I, I'll speak for me first before, before Kels answers this, but I think, okay, so with our coaching tools, there's just, we are using like a lot of like, awareness and curiosity and bringing things to light. So there are things that we use in our everyday life, whether it's a client, whether it's my partner, whether it's my family, like I don't alter how I am. Um, one statement though, that definitely like 
helps, I think, is like, do you want to be heard or do you want a solution? I ask my clients this, I ask her this, I ask everybody this. It's like, do you want to just be heard in this situation or do you want a solution? And that kind of gives Kelsey the space to either just let me hear what she is saying or then I can kind of give, not necessarily a solution, but talk through things with you. Mm -hmm. So like, yes, we kind of use that on each other, but we use it on everybody and all all the time. Like we're not in like coach mode. It's essentially like we're just listening to one another. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. Um, I'd say like that question too of like, do we use it on each other? It's not like we're like whipping a tool out and we're like, all right, you're going to go through this experience because you're being crazy. Yeah. Right. Or like, it's never like a moment of like, okay, sit down. You need a session. It's more, yeah, exactly. Like you said, like, I think we both embody who we are as a coach and who we are as a human in all areas of our life. It's not like we put one hat on or one hat off. We just are curious, compassionate, loving, And of course we have our downfalls. Um, But I think when somebody is more triggered or having a harder time, we definitely kind of lean more into our core self, which is more of the like all the C's, care, caring, curious, kind, compassionate, Mm -hmm. and grace. Um, And that's really what quote unquote coaching is, is really meeting somebody where they are and helping them through it and being with them in it um, versus like trying to pull them out of it or fix them in that moment. Because that never works. And as far as like if I I do think that having these tools is nice. I don't think that it necessarily like even if we weren't both life coaches and didn't do this type of work, I still think this is how we would be like as human beings. Yeah. Like you said, I don't think we have like a coach. Like it's just traits that we've embodied through having our own coach and through our own healing um, and I think that's what a great coaches, quote unquote, are, are people that embody those types of traits. Right. I love that you said you don't have to take on and off certain hats. It's like we genuinely just are, we practice what we preach, yeah. you know, like we, yeah. we show up the same in every capacity. We're silly, goofy. I get angry. I have anxiety. It's like very normal. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I think that sums it up. Tell, tell us more about what you're thinking there. No, I love, no, I, I really wasn't. I love that you said that. I think that makes us more human. It's like, even though we both do what we do, we're, you know, we both still have our downfalls. We still yeah. have meltdowns. We just maybe are aware sooner sometimes, or yeah. like we'll call each other out in a gentle way, but they're simple, like communication tools. And a lot of that we jam on here on our episodes. Mm-hmm. So keep listening if you want to embody more of these traits as well, but we're by no means perfect. And we still have our off days quite often. Totally. totally. <laughs> Don't talk about my meltdown yesterday. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, if you love this episode, please share it. Um, let us know if you listen, we love to hear from you. And then if you haven't yet rated it on Apple, that is very helpful as well or just give it some five stars on spotify just helping us grow this community sharing the podcast sharing the good inspiration the word and okay we'll see you later bye